Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Hello, welcome to another Touchy Gooners podcast. My name's Lewis and I'm joined by, joined by my good friend, Sheldon. Long time no see, man. How's the family? How's everything? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm all right, man. It's been it's been a while. It's been a while since the obviously we did loads of loads of pods for the the you know the World Cup stuff. But it's good to be back, you know, home with the Arsenal stuff again, man. Good to be back. Yeah. Was it as difficult as you thought it'd be? Like, um, you know, because I, I think going into the World Cup, right? Um, there was this whole thing of. Uh, you know, is this going to interrupt our season? You just come at the wrong time. And and, and those things are yet to be seen, I guess, right? Um, but, you know, <clears throat> was the actual process of the World Cup, was it, like, long for you? Did it did it feel long? Uh, I thought it would, I'll be honest, prior to the tournament starting. But um, just the way it transpired, I got a lot more involved, emotionally involved than I thought I would do, you know. Uh, you know, sometimes working from home, you know, the then 10 a.m. kickoffs where I was invested from early, even though some of them were a bit dead. But then, you know, as as the tournament went on, it, it livened up, man. So no, I was um, I was I was excited. I was involved. Obviously, it, it coincided with the fact there was pretty much next to no Arsenal news anyway. So um, that was literally the only form of of football content we had to consume. So um, and you know, obviously there was a lot of political stuff surrounding the tournament but you know when the actual football got underway and um you know it was just back to back day after day it was it was entertaining um and there was so much drama so much stuff to talk about so no i actually really really enjoyed it would you would you entertain the idea of another uh, uh winter world cup in the future i don't Given know how well I, this I, one's I, gone yeah i i personally don't want it to disrupt the season you know I, I think there's been some discourse around you know players being fitter because obviously it's come you know smack bang almost in the middle of the season um but you know i, I think obviously we, we might touch on it but it remains to be seen how this now plays out for the rest of the season if this affects certain individuals if this affects certain teams you know we spoke when we're speaking from an arsenal perspective we had so much momentum going into this period um hopefully we can rekindle it but yeah, man. I don't know, man. There's so many questions up in the air. I might answer it again, depending on how we finish the season in it. So if you want to ask me this question at the end of the season, <laughs> yeah, it, the, it, it might be different. The, the so. answer is entirely uh, depends on what, what happens from now until May. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Um, <clears throat> I'm, I'm guessing you you were you were flying the Argentina flag on, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was um, I, I was upset I couldn't come to, to the live show. Uh, drew drew the, the short straw, so the missus was out. For Christmas dinner with her friends, so I was, uh, yeah, I was at home looking after the. We're gonna say the missus was at Touchline show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boy, boy, maybe she lied, didn't it? but um, but no, no, yeah. So um, see, so yeah, I was just at home, but yeah, no, flying the fag for, for for Team Messi. So yeah, no, nah, it was it was nice, man. I was really happy that we had this narrative, you know, to end, boy, because I've suffered, you know, as as a, as a Messi fan, 
How many oh, hours yeah, do you think you've, you've wasted in your life debating this? Bro, do you know what I'm talking I've seen him lose four finals, bro, prior to, you mm-hmm. know, and I've seen him, I've been up in like early hours of the morning watching him lose Copa America finals to Chile on penalties, bro. So, so yeah, I needed, I wasn't down for another messy defeat, man. I needed it, you know, so, and obviously back to back, you know, Copa America and now World Cup. So, yeah, um, not that it needed to happen for me, but, you know, any of the neutrals or, or doubters or naysayers is firmly kept their mouth shut now, which is great to see. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Let's um turn our attention to to Arsenal because um we had several vested interests in the World Cup um for for several reasons. Like on on the one hand, you know, just get back um with no injuries and stuff, but also you know this is a huge stage, and we've seen what it has done to even Leo Messi, the greatest player of all time. We've seen what this tournament has done to him. You know, it's propelled him to a maybe not in mine or yours mind, but in other people's mind, it's propelled him to a different status, you know? So <clears throat> that's what, that's the power of the World Cup. And, you know, it, it, it was, um, we were, we obviously had a few players who we um, hoped could uh, have, you know, like an impact in the World Cup and propel their status as well. Um, you know, I've all the, the Arsenal players who did go, like, you know, I guess Saka is the one who had the, the best tournament, but, were there any others who, you know, stood out to you? No, no, I, I think Saka was the main one. That was that was to be expected. Um, obviously, Xhaka, we know, is the captain of Switzerland, plays a lot, um, did their usual, get through to the last 16 and then go home. Um, party, we expected Ghana to be knocked out in the group stages. Um, Martinelli was always touch and go as to, you know, how, how much um, game time he would have considering the plethora of Brazil's attacking options. Um, but I think he did himself no harm and he probably enhanced his reputation, you know, the way he played in that final third group game and then probably became like choice number one or two sub, which wasn't always, which probably wouldn't have been the case, you know, pre-tournament and obviously probably also helped that, you know, unfortunately that, you know, his own club teammate uh, got injured himself. So, um, so yeah, I think um, overall, obviously Saliba didn't play by like a, a one sub appearance. Um, Ramsdale, Ben White didn't play. Um so yeah, I mean overall we had you know Saka was really Asu one. Oh uh, yeah, top top Tommy Asu, Tommy Asu um, <clears throat> played for a good Japan. Side. When he did play, uh, played played well. Yeah, yeah. Which is <laughs> when he, in typical Tommy Asu fashion, but just basically Tommy Asu, yeah, you know when he's on the pitch he's fine, but you know getting him on the pitch is is the issue a lot of the time, a lot of the time these days. So um, so yeah, I mean it was basically Saka um, that you know propped up the bulk of the minutes, but even obviously he got knocked out at quarterfinal stage, so. You know, he's been, you know, not playing for the last, what, 10 or so days anyway. So, um, so you know, it probably worked out well in all for us. You know, he had a great tournament. Obviously, England didn't, didn't, it didn't come home. But um, Saka's obviously gained even more, um, you know, fans, probably as a result of his performances throughout the tournament. Yeah, and, and probably a bit more international recognition as well. Like, I don't know if they've released, like, an official uh, World Cup... Um, team of the tournament or whatever, but I saw him in Lequip's uh, team of the tournament, which is, you know, for a publication from France and we all know like the status of Lequip. I think that's like, that's a big deal for, for, for Saka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. 
And I think there was a Brazil paper as well, which had him in their team of the tournament. Can't remember. I think it was Globo. Can't remember the full name, but um, but he was there as they, well. They've they linked us to, to 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 many players in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every, every window. Um, and obviously, yeah, the Lequipe one is probably you know as a case that he he cooked you know against France themselves as well. So all these guys saw live and direct. You know, considering the likes of Foden, Mbappe, um, Dembele. Uh, Griezmann, they were all on the pitch. He looked the best player. He looked, you know, out of all of them. So that's definitely done his, you know, reputation no harm. And like you say, probably um, because we haven't been in, hopefully we'll obviously we'll be back in Champions League next season. So it'd be good to, you know, test him out on the big stage. But the first time he was on the big stage, he showed up. Um, and, and probably, I'm not sure if he will make the full FIFA team of the tournament, probably because England got knocked out of the quarterfinals. But, you know, had they gone like semifinals, I think 100%. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> Obviously, the World Cup had its positives, but <clears throat> also had its negatives for us. Our worst, I think, if you if we were heading into the tournament and if we we you know we said right, there are three players we don't want to get injured. Um, Gabby Jesus would have been in that top three, right? And it's it happened in a a nothing game for Brazil, you know. Um, <clears throat> Just yeah, I mean it's it's a proper gut gut punch. I, 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 we're speaking about it a couple of weeks after the actual event, and for me, it's kind of it's I've got over it, but at the same time, I think it's gonna manifest itself again when you know now we're playing, we're, we're, our season's starting again, and his absence is gonna like really kick in. Um, are you? <clears throat> I guess I uh, are you a bit apprehensive about? what's to come and how worried are you about Jesus's injury going forward for us? hundred percent. I'm worried. I'm worried. You know, the, the easy thing to, to look at is, you know, his goal return and, and it's obviously not been good. And, and, you know, there's no hiding behind or trying to mask that, but you know, where you look at last season, you know, where we were winning games so much on like fine margins, you know, like the one nils here and there, we've been averaging nearly three goals a game, you know, this season with Jesus in the side. So, and, and when you look at that, it's not just the goals, it's his influence, both direct and indirectly. Um, so we're talking passes into the final third, um, dribbles into the final third, carries into the final third, the rotations he has with Martinelli in the final third, how effective he is from um, dissuading people to press us because he's so aggressive in terms of his press as well. So, you know, there's a lot of soft factors, you know, sometimes people don't like to focus on them, but, and intangibles that he's helped to bring to us that I just think we're going to miss, you know. I, I think Eddie will do fine. I think he'll be okay. Um, and he'll probably score his fair share, maybe even more than Jesus. But I think where he will lack is, you know, some of the stuff I've just mentioned that he just, the reality is he just can't do as well as Jesus, even if he can do a little bit of it. So we might have to find, you know, try and find different attacking dynamics um, and different ways of trying to make it work. Um, so hopefully, you know, my man can return as soon as possible. Like, But... You know, it's, it's Eddie's time. They gave him a big five-year contract in the summer, 100k a week. So, you know, we have to trust him and, and hopefully um, we won't feel Jesus's, um, you know, uh, absence too tough. Yeah, we've had some we've had some friendlies uh, going on <clears throat> over the last, well, over the course of the World Cup, really. But, let, you know, um, quite a few in the last, you know, what, t 10 days or so. <clears throat> um, was you, like, kind of looking at those games as, you know, um, as a way to see Enketia kind of fill his boots, get his confidence up ahead of like these league games. Like, would that have made you feel a little bit better if 
I don't know if Enketia goes in one of these games and slaps a hat trick or you know is scoring a he scored three and five or whatever. Like yeah, I don't think he scored a goal in any of these games, has he? No, no, he scored against was it Leon? Yeah, he scored against Leon. Did he score? No, against he scored against Leon and, and they, no, he didn't score against AC. He had no, a goal. He scored against Leon and AC Milan. He scored against yeah, both. Didn't of them he scored. have two goals disallowed? No, that was against Juve. Juve in the fight. Uh, Did he score Leon against AC Milan? Yeah, he scored against AC Milan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, fair oh, enough. Oh, I'm, I'm just making completely up. wrong. Am I making up? Um, yeah. No, no, no. He, he definitely scored in at least. <laughs> I'll find one. Out. <laughs> yeah, he definitely scored in at least one of those games. Definitely, hundred um, percent. Obviously, right. it's hard to judge too much because you know we didn't have our full first team out in in, in those games. Um, so, you know, like I said, I think Eddie will do okay. I think he'll do fine generally, but I think we will feel the impact. I, I don't think there's any question in that. You know, that is Jesus is being transformational. Like, if you ask me, a big part of the reason why we're five points clear is because of my man. So, and yeah, like we said, he needs to do better from a, from a goal scoring standpoint, but I do not put it this way. The, the, the simple question to ask is, do you think Arsenal are top if Gabriel Jesus is not here? And I don't think we are. So I think that in itself tells you about the impact he's had. Yeah. I've just checked. He didn't score against AC Milan. It was uh, Nelson okay. and Erdegaard. Oh, Nelson and Erdegaard. Yeah. So it was against Leon. Yeah. He, he did yeah. score against Leon though. He, he did score yeah, against okay. Leon. And obviously not a good defense. We had a friendly today as well, right? Did he play in that game? Yeah, yeah, we played. Yeah, Luton Town at home. It was, uh, yeah, nil nil. So, but oh, we drew nil nil. Yeah, drew okay. nil nil with Luton. But oh, I, I, I don't know. How... Was that like a training ground thing? Yeah, it was. It was a behind closed doors thing. So obviously, there's no, there's no footage or anything. So it's hard to know like how hard we went because obviously now you can look. We've got five days until West Ham's back. We're playing West Ham on Monday, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. I don't know if it was a case of, you know, do a light jog, a light run out, how hard we we are playing. Because the ones I, I didn't see the Juve game, but I saw against Leon and AC Milan. And that was, you know, repeating dynamics that we have seen, you know, so far this season and, and what we did in pre-season as well. So I was I was encouraged by both of those games, to be fair, because it looks like we still looked sharp. Um, I didn't watch the Juve game. I heard that, you know, we still dominated that game heavily, but, you know, a couple sucker punches, which is, which is normal. You're, you're not going to win every game. and. So, and I, I saw the stats of that game. They literally only had two shots on goal and they won the game. Yeah, two, two shots on goal and scored basically yeah, from two own it's, goals. It's, so. it's one of those games you repeat like 10 times. They pretty much only win that time. Do you know what I mean? So, which yeah. is fine. Like, that's that's life. It can happen in it. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm still, I'm still okay, you know, but I just, I, I think it's uh, imperative, you know, that whatever you know we need to be active in january we needed you know we needed that winner in the summer anyway so hopefully um you know with what we see with these mudrick rumors hopefully it comes to to fruition because i've not seen such a public transfer saga played out like this you know in a long time so it's like mm. we want him we know he wants us uh Shakhtar and moving prestige with the price so it's a game of obviously cat and mouse there so hopefully we can haggle it down because obviously it's very evident Arsenal are not going to be paying 100 million euros that they're talking about publicly. So, yeah, for real. <coughs> yeah, um, and I don't see anyone else paying that that fee for him either. So, really and truly, come on, Shakhtar, do the right thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, in terms of the preseason games, I know you said you didn't watch the Juventus game, and neither did I. To be fair, um, was there are there any other players that you know? stood out in those games caught your eye because obviously a lot of youngsters came in and we saw a lot more of um ethan Waneri, um miles is it lewis skelly or 
Miles Lewis, yeah, Miles Lewis, Skelly, and uh, it, it was Cozy Adubri. Cozy He he's the one that that's caught that's caught my eye. You know, especially yeah. as you know, we're talking about wingers. You know, we've seen Marquinhos, but Cozy Adubri looks far far more impressive to me. Um, I was talking about it with Ono in the chat. He reminds me a lot in terms of his gait, just his style of like how Sean Wright Phillips was. Um, that's who he reminds mm-hmm. me of. And I'm, I'm always encouraged by wingers that can beat um, guys, you know, defenders, fullbacks on their natural side. Obviously, you know, we talk a lot yeah. about inverted uh, wingers these days, but he's obviously a lefty who's been playing on the left and he was, you know, beating man off, you know, on the left, like going past them with both pace and skill. And at the age of 17, I think that's very, very encouraging, right? So um, obviously, you know, that sort of guy will still need to develop physically. Um, but it's promising, man. You know, it's uh, Halen doesn't fail, man. Just keeps producing new and new guys. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, no, I think he's, if you were to ask me, he's done himself no harm with what he's showed so far. So, um, so yeah, he's probably going to earn himself a couple more opportunities or at least, you know, move himself up the pecking order wherever he is at the moment. Yeah. What about um, any of the senior players? Like, it was a good opportunity for, you know, <clears throat> Players like Reese Nelson, we already spoke about in Ketia, Fabio mm. Vieira, you know, um, Lukonga, these players who, mm, you know, not yeah. nailed on starters, but definitely not nailed on starters, but, you know, maybe a chance yeah. to impress and, um, you know, stick a claim for a, for a place in a team against yeah. West Ham. Did anyone stand out to you? Can you see any yeah, of those? I, I, would, I, 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 think Reece, I actually think Reese did okay. Um, you know, he's yeah. been you know, Yeah, and 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 that's probably you could tell he was gutted in it because he he's probably one of the beneficiaries who stands to gain from Jesus's injury in terms of more minutes, do you know what I mean? So um and he you know he's obviously he wasn't in the team at the start of the season, probably because he was injured, but you know, he started to to get more minutes towards so he was probably the one kicking himself because obviously he was starting to get more minutes and then the World Cup came in it. So he was probably looking at this as, you know, a chance to, you know, try and cement myself more inwards with the squad. And I liked a lot of actually what he um, did against Leon and AC Milan. You know, at times we've spoken about him, you know, being a bit too timid, lacking a bit of aggressiveness. But, you know, I, I don't, obviously I'm not going to say it because I still don't think he's, you know, going to make it. But he was starting to show, you know, some more promising signs, I think, at least. Um, and obviously he got those two goals in the, in the league and that assist in that Forest game as well. So, um, so yeah, he 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 would been starting to impress. So I think that's come at a, a wrong time. And the way he came off, apparently against Juve, didn't look promising. It looked like one of those ones where you know it might be a spell on the sidelines, which is unfortunate for him, um, especially as his contract's out in six months. Um, so yeah, he'd impressed me and uh, Vieira. But I'm not surprised by Vieira because I always thought you know you got to remember we did that brother didn't have a preseason, um, and I always thought that he's going to take a bit of time to acclimatize. Um, and, and naturally, this is you know been kind of his preseason, and I think you know he, he can still frustrate a bit sometimes in general play. But I, I don't think what's evident is that his final ball, both whether that's a, you know a through ball, a pass, or you know a shot, that final action is always on job. You know, so I expect him to be a high impact uh, um, offensive player. So I'd say yeah, probably he's the one who's primed to have that impact um, second half of the season. I'd say. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, is there been there hasn't been any like timeline on Nelson's injury or anything like that, right? I haven't seen anything. No, like so so after the Juve game, apparently Arteta said, "Yeah, uh, we need to find out more," but it doesn't sound good at the moment. Mm. And and Gabby, is that is that confirmed? How much he's how long he's out for? Who Jesus? Yeah. 
Uh, well, they said three months in it. So, um, so yeah. So I think based on that timeline, we're looking at March, but hopefully, which is a bit peak. Um, but, but hopefully, he he can come back sooner in it if he, if he's got that sort of Jacka like recovery. Um, thankfully, obviously, by finishing first in Europa, we don't have Europa again until March. So that probably right. works itself in our favour. But if you look at where we are now, as well. yeah, I'm right at the League Cup. So. Um, but we are like five, six fixtures down from league perspective. So, you know, we've only played 14 games. I think that's what a lot of people still forget. Like we're almost in jam, but we still only played 14 league games. So there's a lot of yeah. catch up to do from a league perspective. And obviously Eddie can't play all of those games in it. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know how we're going to balance that, whether that's, you know, Martinelli um, getting more minutes himself up top. And obviously this is why, uh, you know, that signing in Jan is, is more imperative as well. I mean, we needed it anyway, but yeah. So like, for example, if a Mudrick came in, you could say, all right, you know what, maybe we'd give Martinelli a couple games up top as well. So that's, I think, how you look to, to mitigate against that impact. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> from from now until just, well, the end of Feb, we've got 10 league games. That's a so lot. Yeah. It's a lot. It's a lot of games to play without, you know, Gabby is basically, you know, and that's if he's back in time for the first game of March, mm-hmm. which probably isn't gonna happen so, so and, and and we've got a lot of tough fixtures in that time we've got Newcastle, yeah. we've got spurs we've got united we've got city, city. so mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it's it, it you know hopefully things don't go wrong but you know can, from from where we were if um you know one or two results don't go away things could change very very quickly so fingers crossed it, it doesn't know but um yeah it's probably why i'm just uh, a tad cautious man yeah, yeah, I, I, well, we have got West Ham on Boxing Day. Um, we've had, yeah. you know, some, I think, quite a bit of success over West Ham in recent times, right? I think we've probably we beat them twice last season, did we? I'm trying to think. Yeah, beat beat them home. Yeah, beat them at West Ham, didn't we? And we beat them at home. Yeah, um, yeah. So, so we, yeah. we played we played them at home first, where we won two 0 and then away it was two uh, one. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I'm not. Really, are you really fussed by by this game? Like, I, I guess the main two people would be talking about. You know, are they going to start or not? Would be. Um, well, I guess there's three of them, right? It, it'd be Saka, Martinelli, and Saliba. Um, yeah, I, 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 Saka and Martinelli both started the friendly today, so I'd expect them to start. Right, so you'd expect them to start. Um, That's a quick Saliba, turnaround. Isn't it? It's a quick, quick turnaround. But, um, but boy, did you see today? Uh, Mbappe's back in PSG training. So I said, oh, if, yeah. you know, he, he, he only took if he can do it, then boy. <laughs> I said, I said, Saliba, yeah. I need to see it because I'm not trying to see Holding start on Boxing Day. So yeah, Saliba, if you're you're there, you need to. Plus, played over the last. What's that? Saliba wasn't involved today, though. No, no, he wasn't involved. Okay, he wasn't involved. So, so, um, but that's not to say because because apparently because um, none of Zinchenko, Tomiyasu, KT were involved and. Obviously, we were threatening, like, why? Where's all the fullbacks? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But um, mm. apparently, obviously, Zinchenko is still not fully up to speed yet. Um, but Katie and Tommy were rested. That's what was said. So, so yeah. No, so, obviously, no ESR either. No ESR. But um, they said, I saw James Benj tweet. He said, there's there's not been any setback. They're, they said they're just taking their time with him. So, um, they don't want to, you know. We don't have time. We don't have time, guys. That's that's, 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 that's what I'm saying. Like, we can't, you know, certain... It is is quite frustrating about Emma Smith-Rowe because um, I think before the World Cup, you know, if there was was a positive of the season being, you know, paused, it was that 
Emma Smith Rowe could like get his get himself fit, use that, use this break as a means to be to you know to get fit, have these friendlies, and then come back ready to go for, for when the season recommences. And that just hasn't happened. Yeah. He hasn't been involved at all. So he's gonna have to kind of like find his feet. Um whenever he comes back in this like um <clears throat> you know in this heavy run of fixtures that we've got it's it is frustrating man because it's another season where you know he's probably only going to play half of it which is not ideal man it's uh it's it's it's, it's always been the issue with him and and you know he needs to get over it like i said hopefully you know in the back of my mind i'm thinking it might be a you know like a cliche rvp team you know where those guys used to suffer a lot of injuries early on but then eventually they got over it and were, were always playing so that that's kind of what i'm hoping for but but yeah man and you know he's there's, had there's surgery always, so hopefully there's always the other side of the, there's always the other side there's of always the side. as well where it's, <laughs> where it's the rb riziki the man but, uh, yeah, no, it's true. It's true. And it, and it'd be a shame because, you know, for me, he's got a lot to contribute. And even after the game against Juve on Saturday, Arteta said, yeah, we need him. <laughs> we actually need yeah, him. No. So, so my bro. So, yeah. yeah it, so it, I, 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 I'm guessing we're, we're expecting the team against uh, West Ham to just be, you know, um, Ben White right back, Gabriel yeah. and Saliba. Um, hopefully, yeah. KT, they said, was rested. Yeah, Tierney probably left back. Um, yeah, yeah Partey and Jacka both back. And yeah, and then, yeah, Martinelli, Saka, and Enketia. That's what I'm so, mm. so pretty much full strength, bar you know, if, if you deem obviously Zinchenko first choice and Jesus not there. So, so it's there, but obviously the bench will be weakened because ESR won't be there. Obviously, Nelson won't be there as, no, as backup either. So I'd, it, no, it's only like, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Enketia's not on the bench, he's <laughs> yeah. starting. So I swear it'll be yeah. literally like Vieira will be the only offensive player on the bench. It'll be, it'll be so interesting really. to see who he does put on the bench because, you know, he has yeah, got like these, the, the kids and stuff like that who you can... Mm-hmm. You know, and, and last season, you know, we were in a kind of similar position where our, our bench was basically just kids and he refused to use any of them. You know, yeah, Amari Hutchinson he, was he on the bench like every single game for the last yeah, like 10 yeah. games of the season, literally he refused to, to use him. Yeah. So and it'd be interesting to see if he does. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's, it, I mean, he's not played for Chelsea this season, has he? But um, yeah, 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 I guess he's been on the bench for Chelsea a few times, I think. But um yeah, I mean, it's it'll be interesting to see what he does because we are p- literally playing like every four or five days, right? It's, or every three or four days playing. So it's going to be a lot to ask for some of these players. And, you know, I, I, I'm, I don't think we're going to get business done straight away. I just don't think... I don't think it makes sense for Shakhtar to sell at the start of Jan. I think they'll probably long it out. Um, but the, the, so, so, so what's what's obviously in their favour is the fact that uh, Mudrik has another four years on his deal. So there's no immediate like need they can demand. Obviously, you know they want to get a good price. Um, but obviously, the Ukrainian league's not active at the moment, in it. So that's why the the word today, I think it was the Shakhtar sporting director, he said, you know, we're expecting Mudrik to report for like the preseason training camp on Jan the ninth. Um, but you know, <laughs> the other side is we're hoping the deal can. You know hopefully be done by then but you know this this was why my thing was kind of like you know eddie you've had the whole world cup like this was you know a good time to get um 
groundwork in you know in terms of deals but obviously that's what they've been saying they've been saying Arsenal have been talking you know about the Shakhtar deal even Ornstein said the other day that they're they're in talks in it so you know it's just a case of however however they're trying to do or hammer out this deal I just need it to be done ASAP man the, the, the issue is though with these kind of deals is basically yeah fine you <laughs> They could be talking all this shit about 100 million euros, 100 million euros, 100, mm. and they could do that until the end of Jan. Mm. And then finally, yeah. end of Jan, they're like, all right, cool, we'll take your 50 million. And it's mm-hmm. like, what do you want? What can Edu do in that situation? You know, it's very true. Yeah, do, yeah. do we want him to pay the 100 million? I, I don't think so. No. Um, no, no. So sometimes you just have to wait it out and get your man. And unfortunately, that means that we would play the whole of January without attacking reinforcements. And that means mm-hmm. a longer time to settle for him, potentially not really ready to make an impact until, you know, the last 10 games or so. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, I don't envy January window for anyone. You know, I, I know mm-hmm. that I know, I know the argument is oh, we've well, had a lot of time for groundwork, but you could put all the groundwork in the world in if a team is not willing to budge on a fee and they have a deadline to wait until they're going to push their luck. Cause at the end of the day, they're in a rush, you know, unless they, unless they need the bread, like right now, but I don't, yeah. I don't know yeah. if that's, the, if that's the case, but um, <clears throat> uh, we got some listeners questions to run through before, um, before we wrap things up. So let's have a look. Um, huh. Okay, so this is from Ducks on Quack Nine. He says, "How big is the crash session Marcelli gonna put on the league?" Hmm. I I think he will be hungry, partly because obviously you know Brazil wanted to win the World Cup, and I think Martinelli will be vexed that in that game that you know against Croatia he didn't get he was left as an unused sub, and they brought on whoever that Pedro striker is from Brazil who did niche like so you know and. Bearing in mind, Martinelli's cameos, he always looked a threat. So I, I think he'll be hungry, you know. Um, and he's relatively fresh because he only started one game and he was, uh, you know, late substitute in most of the other games. So, so yeah, I think he's going to be, you know, I'm expecting a lot from him second half of the season again. Um, and he had a fantastic first half of the season anyway. So, so yeah, so hopefully, you know, he can crash it, man, and and carry, you know, quite a, weight, uh, a, a lot of the load because, you know, what him and Jesus we're doing especially in that first half of the season was was sick man so so yeah i i guess one of the big benefits of like having players who who they're involved but kind of like saliba and marcelli they weren't involved like that is mm-hmm. that when heartbreak does happen and we saw obviously england exited in heartbreaking fashion brazil exited in heartbreaking fashion i wonder how much it actually affects the players that aren't playing I, 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 don't get me wrong. I know I know it affects them, but I don't think it would affect them as much as the players who are actually on the pitch. Um, and someone like Saliba, who barely touched the ball, I don't think France go like France losing the World Cup final is going to impact uh, him as much as it would. Varane, maybe not Varane. Varane's already won it, right? But one of the like. To, to Shemeni or someone like that, you know, I think it probably hit yeah. him a bit harder than it would Saliba because Tushemeni was involved in every yeah. single game. Yeah. Um, and, and and the same goes for Martinelli, right? So I think <clears throat> just having a little bit of distance from it 
um, will probably do him a world, world of good. And, and he'll, like you said, he'll probably come back with a chip on his shoulder. Well, I'm hoping he'll come back with a little bit of a chip on his shoulders, you know, for the next top tournament. I don't know when the next Copa America is, probably in like two years, maybe about two years. I'm not sure. Probably, probably didn't have one next summer, boy. <laughs> probably next summer. Probably next summer, no, in South America. But um, he will, he'll be desperate to mm -hmm. want to be involved in the next one, you know, like... Mm -hmm. And we, we all saw how Saka reacted after the Euros, do you know what I mean? So, and obviously mm. he's continued that form for it throughout the whole period. And to be fair, even Saka will still be hungry, bro. I saw him after the England game, he was vexed, bro. He looked, mm. I saw there was a picture of his babes trying to chat to him, bro. He was mm. not listening, bro. Yeah. He was not listening. So, so I, I think it's worked well in our favour, like that, you know, they've, they've been involved, but they're going to be so hungry still to, you know, feel like, there's more to do. And, you know, like you said, once they've had that taste of the big stage, they want it again. They want it again, 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 again. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, man, they still got, we still got a lot to do. Um, so, yeah. And, yeah. and obviously the, the the benefit of that is that none of our guys have won anything. Do you know what I mean? So these guys are hungry, hungry, hungry for success. So hopefully that um, plays out well in our favour. Yeah, for real. Uh, just in regards to Saliba though, um, <clears throat> do you think his emission from... I don't want to call it an omission, but the fact that he didn't really get that he didn't get many minutes at all. Do you think that's a negative for Arsenal? That not in terms of like that he didn't play, but like in terms of his keeping match fitness. I'm 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 talking about maybe how he views the perception of the club that oh maybe if I played for a bigger team, I would be starting. Um, no, nah, I, 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 I don't see it that way. I think, you know, Deschamps is the sort of manager that bases it off like hierarchy. You know, Varane, you've got, you know, Real Madrid, um, now at United, um, Champions League winner, however many times, previous World Cup winner, do you know what I mean? So, Upa Meccano, Oldar, plays for Bayern Munich. So, I just think there's a bit of a pecking order. And if you even, even if you look at Canate, obviously he was starting the Champions League final for Liverpool. So, they, he's probably gone for the, the guys with more high level game experience so which is fair enough like do you know what I mean so I'm not I'm not that worried and, and obviously still Saliba's the youngest out of all of them so Saliba's going to play what like another three four World Cups fitness permitting so I'm not too worried and and again you know like we said with Saka and Martinelli the, the better we get the higher the profile we'll get the higher the profile he gets you know so if we're playing Champions League next season so it might not be the same again. Do you know what I mean? So it's a case of you get in, you work your way up. We saw it with Saka, right? Remember at the Euros, there was debates about whether one, Saka was even going to go. Then two, it was, oh, Saka's going to be left back. Then obviously he started ousting everyone else, you know, as a winger. And obviously he continued at this one where he was now a starter and he what, outperformed every other attacker. So, you know, I just think it's a case of once our boys get their chances, they'll, you know, it's a case of taking it and then, and then moving on to the next level. So no, I I, I don't see it like that. Um, I think, you know, I think his main thing was that he wanted to get a chance at Arsenal this season and he's had that chance, you know, and I expect him to come back hopefully and, and continue in the same vein. And I think he'll be hungry because he's he's not paid for the best part of six weeks now himself as well. So um, no, all in all, I'm, I'm not I'm not worried about that, to be fair. <laughs> fair enough. Um, Yonko Abs, he says, assuming Mudrick is signed... When Jesus is back, is it a straight-up competition for left wing between Mudrik and Martinelli? Now, I haven't. I've seen compilations of Mudrik. I haven't seen much of him at all. I'm not actually like really passionate about this signing. Um, there's a lot of there's part of me that is really unsure about him. But like I've said <laughs> for a few times over the last few years now, is like 
I'm not going to judge our business into why I see him playing for us because there's been quite a few signings I've been really, really wrong about. And um, <clears throat> they've looked better in an Arsenal shirt than I could ever have imagined them to to look. So, um, yeah, basically the question is, um, when yeah, when Hayes is back, is it is it like straight... Is Madrid like going to be a... a an out-and-out left wing, or can he play in different positions? How, how do you see it? Yeah, I I, I feel like, um, you know, like you said, I, I'm not... After what we did in summer 2020, you know, where, you know, the Rams, the Ben Whites, and everyone was shouting, and all these guys turned out to be good in the end, I think it's a case of... I think these guys have got their plan, and, you know, we've seen it pan out now over the last couple of seasons, and, it, and it's starting to work, you know, it's led us to this fruition. So I think they've earned a degree of trust. That's not to say that you can't be critical or analytical of you know what they're doing what they're trying to do um but on the whole i think it's working and it's you know it's starting to reap its benefits um you know to answer the question around where will he play i don't know like you know um there there were debates about uh, i think one thing is evident you know when arteta signed someone he's got obviously his own plan in mind you know people like why did we sound ramsdale we didn't know ramsdale could distribute like he did you know, I don't think a lot of people knew Ben White was actually as good as he's turned out to be. Do you know what I mean? So I think he's got his own, you know, plan to fit into the tactical framework. And just because you've seen someone play a certain way at a certain club doesn't mean they're going to come to Arsenal and play in that certain way. Do you know what I mean? So we've seen with Arteta, he's very particular in terms of the system and how he wants people to operate. So, yeah, I think he's ostensibly a left winger, but Arteta might have a plan to use him on the right. He, he From what I've seen, you know, the comps and a, and a couple of full games, he's very comfy off both feet. So he's not got a weak left foot, which I like. So um, he's obviously explosive, you know, one of the quickest white guys I've ever seen. Boy. Um, so <laughs> he, eats, he, he, he now nah, generally he eats up ground at a crazy, crazy rate of not um, very, very good ball handler. So I, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. But what, I, what kind of player would you would you compare him to for those who haven't watched him? Um, what kind of player would you compare him yeah, to? Or like I don't know, a combination of players or whatever? I feel like, yeah, he's a mix of like, he's got that Walcott's pace, mm. but he's more of a tech, technical, more of a ball handler, you know, out wide yeah. as well. So he's not going to be your like our typical winger because he likes... Sounds like Mbappe. Spaces as well. Uh, bruv, relax. <laughs> 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 I, I, I don't know. I, I still need to watch more, if, if I'm to be totally honest, to, to form a full opinion. But what I do say mm. is that he has the attributes to be a big, big threat. You know, as, you know, based in, especially in transition, I already know he's going to be a massive threat. And what I've seen of him in the Champions League, like he's just dusting people. So, um, mm. so yeah, I think you know he's he's got he's got the pace, he's got the ability to shoot off both feet. He's got a decent final ball. So it's a case of can he put it all together and how does Arteta in you know plan to fit that within the tactical framework? Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know if it's just going to be a straight shootout with Martinelli, but for me, it's about having more quality overall. So if he helps to, if he can contribute at the level we have now, um, because what I want now, you know, the level we're getting to now, it's not a case of signing backups. It's a sign of, it's a case of signing people who can either compete or displace what we have. Do you know what I mean? So, and that's how you build a rounded, you know, more competitive squad. Um, you know, you know, when you look at like your, when Liverpool did it with like your Diaz's, your Jotters, you know, your Firmino's, Salah's, Mane's, and they all just, you've just got a good crop of attackers and, you know, you just mix a match dependent on game and game state. So as long as you can contribute, I'm, I'm, I'm calm with that, man. And it, and it just seems like this is the guy they're hungry with. So his name was linked in the summer. And it's, it's been linked again now, so it's a fair G's, man. 
I love how everyone is so confident that we're actually going to sign this geezer. I mean, um... do you know what? It it, it might not, but uh, <laughs> bruv, it feels like just such a targeted. Like like I said, the way it's panned out in the media. I mean, man did an interview with Zinchenko's wife, bro. Like, is mm. that not just insane? That's crazy yeah. in itself. That is that in itself is crazy. He likes every single thing Arsenal related. On Insta, it's it's like borderline. I feel like we've been here before, man. And 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 to be fair, we have. But do you know what it was? It was the the, the interview with Zinchenko's wife that was like she was just asking bare leading questions. She was like, "How would it feel yeah. to play with Zinchenko?" She was like, "Oh yeah. yeah, have you dreamed about wearing the Arsenal top?" I was like, "What kind of questions are these? You know, these are very yeah. very leading, leading leading questions." So, um, mm. but yeah, no, I, I think I've heard she's on the payroll. Yeah, boy, they they need to give her a job where. <laughs> She, she she doing the scatter roll better than better than a lot of people. So, so, yeah. so, 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 so let's see. It's evident that's our main number one target in it. So it's, it's a case of just let's see if this can get over the line. Yeah, for real. Um, Skadzi Soprano, uh, DJ Skadzi asked, is a Xhaka replacement still needed in Jan or is only signing Mudrik enough? So I feel like we've kind of, because Xhaka and Partey have done so well together and because Partey has avoided injury so far I feel like centre mid is still such a huge issue for us you know if mm-hmm. if Partey was to go down against West Ham we'd, we'd be fucked absolutely fucked you know yeah. and I st- still would really really like a centre midfielder but I haven't you know talks on Danilo have called I haven't really seen us linked to any other centre mids and it does seem like the priority is the forward I just I thought it was a mistake in, in um I thought it was a mistake in the summer not to get a, a centre mid. I still yeah, think it's yeah. a mistake as well now. Um yeah, uh so I hundred percent agree with you on, you know, because party and Jacka's backups are El Nenny and Lakonga, and that's quite a big drop off in quality. I don't think anyone's gonna sit here and, and dispute or argue against that. Um where we sit I think now they were that, just I'm, sorry, Sean, just before you carry on, yeah. I think I think the club, though, before El Neni got injured, they were happy to go with those four into this season. So yeah, now yeah, that yeah, El Neni yeah, is yeah, back, yeah. I don't expect. Yeah, yeah, so I'm it, not it, saying I, I don't expect I, them to move at all. I think they've got their four CMs, and that's it. Yeah, I, and and also I'm not saying I agree with it. By the way, like you said, you're just explaining the club's logic because evidently, if if El Neni didn't get injured, they wouldn't have been bidding for Douglas Luiz on deadline day. They just wouldn't mm. have done it. So, and obviously, <laughs> it, it didn't come to fruition in the end anyway. And he signed a new deal at Villa. Um, I agree with you that, you know, um, Xhaka and Party, uh, you know, the drop-off is is big, in my opinion. And also, even if you don't think it's big, you still need succession planning. El Nenny's 30, Party's 30, Xhaka's 30. You're going to need to start planning for the future. Obviously, we have the youngest squad, but that's the area that I think Arteta's chosen to keep experience. Where I do think it's interesting, though, and, you know, this is the debates me, me Leroy, and um, German Dan have been having in the group. You know, when we talk about you know, what Xhaka does as a as the centre mid, he wins a lot of second balls, he wins a lot of duels, he doesn't allow us to get overawed physically in the middle. Um, but I still think Arteta is going to evolve again. That's what I was saying, and German Dan was agreeing in terms of the fact that what we're seeing at the moment, and you can chip in if you want, I don't think that's the final iteration of what our Arteta wants. I think it's going to evolve again. You know, you know when, for example, um, if you think the last league game before the international break where we were away to Wolves, Xhaka had that tummy bug, and then Vieira comes on. You know, Vieira played mm. as, as one of the the two the two eights with with um with Erdogan. And you know, we've seen Arteta try it 
a lot of times with um ESR. with ESR and Erdogan. Remember, mm. so I, I, so the fact that he keeps trying that, I think, I think that sort of leads you, gives you an idea of what his thinking is. You know, and people are saying it's not going to work, and and this, that, and the other. And I, I don't think it's that it can't work. It just needs certain reconfigurations. Because remember when we he first tried party as a six, and everyone was like, "Oh, party can't play as a six. That's not going to work." Do you remember? You remember that, innit? So, but mm. but obviously, party plays fine as a six now, and obviously. Um, we have both our fullbacks inverting to play in the same line as him. So that gives him additional support because we're pushing the two eights really, really high. So I don't think it's a case of things can't work. Um, I just think it it probably means there's going to be another tactical configuration. So um, to answer your question about it, I still have a feeling that Arteta still sees ESR as an interior. He obviously bought Vieira and ostensibly long-term, I still think he will be an interior. Um, and we're trying to buy Mudrik you know, um, so I think that, that things will change again. No, <laughs> no, no, I, I don't see that. But, but I, I, I still think, um, I just think the way Arteta's planning, um, you know, we have the front five and, and, and the back five, you know, and he's trying to fill the back five with the stability options, the guys who progress the ball, because I think Zinchenko, I wanted to ask this, um, and I think I, I really want someone to, no one's written an article on it or done anything on it, but... When Zinchenko plays, for example, we're so left-sided dominant that I've, I've noticed that Erdegaard and Saka's touches in those games are significantly lower compared to when Zinchenko doesn't play. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see like the patterns and the trends around that because because of obviously, you know, when we talk about sometimes when ESR has played as an interior, he hasn't been, you know, on the ball enough. But um, but if you look at Xhaka, Xhaka's not on the ball heavy, heavy as much as he used to be, you know, when he was deeper. It's a case of, you know, we have Zinchenko playing in the same line, you know, when you spoke about playing next to party, essentially in that central role to, you know, to progress the ball, give another passing, progress an option as well. So I think that might be the way he tries to get ESR in as an interior. Um, so, but we'll see, man. I, I just think things are open to interpretation. I don't think what you see now is, is set in stone. It might look completely different again next season. So I think it's just a case of watch this space. So, and I think that he might um, look at, you know, different interior in uh, interior options with what we have in-house. What I think he will go out and sign again is probably another six. Because I think El Nenny yeah. will leave the end of the season. You know, it's only a one-year deal. I don't expect Lokonga to stay. I think he will go and sign uh, another defensive midfielder. That's what he will look at, personally. Yeah, fair, fair enough, fair enough. Um <clears throat> The G theorem, he says, uh, from Cronke to stand the man, from Cronke out to stand the man, who do you think has had the biggest rem- remontada with the Arsenal faithful out of the Cronkies, Granite Xhaka and Arteta? Um, I think it's, oh, it's definitely Xhaka, 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 definitely Xhaka, man. Yeah, yeah, it's 100% Xhaka. 100% yeah, Xhaka. I, I haven't actually no, had a remontada on the Cronkies. I no, no. I, I'm still yet to, just because things are going well right now, I think... Their test of their ownership is going to come when, um, you know, like when it comes to investment, uh, when it comes to inve- like investment at the right times, when we need a push. Um, I think that's where if, if things were to go horribly wrong under Arteta, you know, what happens then? Like what's their decision making? That's when they're going to be tested for me. And Arteta, I've never fully, uh, I've, I've been like, oh, God, he's got to go in. Like I've got, like where the results no, don't so been there, bro. <laughs> yeah I, I i was there but it wasn't ever like i think arteta is a shit coach 
it was just yeah, like the yeah, results yeah. are not good, man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got yeah, to yeah, go. Yeah. We're not getting the results. Result, football is a results business, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was, I was definitely Arteta out, but you know, I, I was never like, I think he's a terrible coach. I always thought, you know, given he could go to another club and still do a really good job if given the time, but maybe Arsenal wasn't the job for him. Like, maybe it's a bit too big for him, but. Um, yeah, for me, it's definitely Granite Shack. I used to hate the cunt. Like, proper, <laughs> proper hate him. <clears throat> yeah, that, I, I, I was in that same camp as you, boy. I could not. There was a time, yeah, I could not stand my man, bro. I was just like, hey, every season. This he used to make me feel sick. Me off, yeah, yeah. Like, he was actually pissing me off. And now I can't believe and, it to the point where I'm just like, hey, my, my guy Jackie, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. And and you know what it is? It's like unanimous across the fan base, right? Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, even yeah, if yeah. you could be Jacques's number one hater, it's like, you can't, you can still, don't get me wrong. I can still sit here and be like, you know what? I can see a version of Arsenal that has a better player than Jacques in that role. And we, and we improve. Mm-hmm. It just, but for mm-hmm. me, it's just like, whereas maybe... Six months ago or 12 months ago, I, I, the list would have been gi- ginormous of the list of players that I would have said could have replaced Xhaka, you know. But now and, it's... And, but, I, but can't even, been a case of, I can't even name you many But also it's been a case of those, those ones that we that people were mentioning that were better than him. He went and blamed them later. He blamed them, bro. Blamed them. Like, Tielemans. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Boy. He's, 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 he's killed him every time he's played him. So, boy. Exactly. So it's, it's looking a bit spooky out there. It's about Jack up, man. Keep on, keep on, uh, keep on pushing the boat out, man. Keep on, keep on changing people's minds. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think mm-hmm. he's just, yeah, he's turning and, into. And, and at the end of the day, like that's football. We're all fickle people, man. Like, like you said, we, you, you can have an opinion, but with more information, you can change it. Like, you know, yeah. like we shouldn't lie, sit here and lie. Like it's always been roses for Jackie. You know? <clears throat> um, I think he's he's done well and he's he's changed perception. So that's big up to him for that, man. So, hundred uh, percent. Last question from Femstar eighty two. He says, do you think we are playing with fire with the squad size, especially carrying a group of players of what now seem to be injury-prone players? Our bench in January will be back to end of last season scary, scary where we wouldn't even bring on players. Yeah, so we kind of, we kind of touched on that earlier where, um, mm-hmm. you know, it, the the squad is small for me and um, mm-hmm. I would read, but I guess we've got El Nenny back. Um, hopefully Emil Smith-Rowe is back. So, Nelson is the interesting one that got obviously Nelson being interested is is the interesting one right because that is mm-hmm. he's probably the player that Arteta thought we might be all right if Nelson is 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 available you know uh, yeah. not ideal but still can bring him off the bench he's shown he can make an serviceable. impact yeah, serviceable yeah. right <clears throat> but now that he's injured yeah. it's like yeah, it's, it's, well it's looking because because Mar- Marquinhos is, is going to yeah. be on the bench and I'm right. trying to shift that brother out on loan. I'm sorry, but, um, right. but yeah. So back, back on loan to uh, where, where did we get it from? Sao Paulo, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's that goal, bro? <laughs> bro? So yeah, no, I, I, I feel yeah. Did you say back, back on loan to Bottega, bro? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that that's the pod title. Back on loan to Bottega. <laughs> but um, but yeah, I just yeah, that that's that's a worry. It's a worry because. You know, three out of our four full, full backs are injury prone. Tommy, Tierney, KT, we know any of them could go down anytime. So 
it is a worry. It is a worry. And, and that's always been why I've at the, been at any time and at the same time as well. We'll charge stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is it is kind of scary. I I guess with the center midfield stuff though, is like um I do still think Zinchenko might get a game or two from time to time. And I've been saying this from the start of the season. It hasn't happened yet. Um <laughs> I guess his availability. I mean, he could is comfy kind of... play there. He, mm. he could comfy play there, but he's the captain and he plays there for Ukraine. So if like Arteta said tomorrow, I'm going to play Zinchenko centre mid. No one's going to have an issue with it. Do you know what I mean? So no, uh, yeah. no, no. Fair enough. Um, oh, oh, here's a, one last question actually from S O S H G N. Um, he says uh, two forwards or one forward and mid one midfielder. I'd go one forward, one midfielder. One Mm -hmm. forward, one midfielder. That's 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 yeah. That's I think that's 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 the most. We're not going to sign two forwards anyway. So yeah, it would be. You don't you don't think you can't see that happening? We're we're being linked to right backs today. That's not that's not exactly the position. Yeah, yeah, it's because well, it's it's because apparently Cedric's going in it. But and the thing is, even though I don't rate Cedric, (laughs) again that then leaves us very bare in case things Mm. things do go wrong. Like we've been we've been blessed at Ben White. You know, Touchwood is not an injury-prone player, but you know, imagine Ben White developed was an injury-prone player. Then, then we're screwed. <laughs> you know, you've got, got four. Got to rely backs. on Tomiyasu, bro. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so yeah. But so that, see, that, that, um, I'm reliably informed that that Lino Lino Sosa, I think his name is. Sousa, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, he's good. Yeah. Apparently, he's good. But we were linked to a Spanish right back today. No idea if he's any good. But I've heard good. I've heard, you know. But people always say this, you know. Yeah. 18 years old, yeah, he's sick. I'm sure yeah. Cedric was shit, uh, was sick at 18 as well. Right? <laughs> <laughs> there was once upon a time where people were like, Yeah, Cedric, he's sick, bro. I remember when, yeah, when Wenger was still manager and we wanted to copy him, people were like, Yeah, yeah, Cedric, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, um, we'll, we'll call it an, a, a day there. It was good to be back. Um, Obviously, it's good to have Arsenal back. Uh, we're going to be we're going to be very busy from now until May. Um, lots of games to cover, lots of post matches to do, lots of podcasts to do. So, yeah, we're going to be busy. Um, and yeah, Sean, it was nice to speak to you. And uh, we'll be back again soon. Take it easy. Have a good Christmas. Peace, peace. Sports Social Podcast Network. <laughs> 